Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Soul Diaries, Discover Your Inner Serenity. Today I have Larissa, who is a fitness coach, and Larissa and I met a few years ago, I want to say, in another class, and she's an amazing, amazing soul. I feel like she's like a lost sister from another lifetime. Um, Larissa, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Larissa Lyons. I am a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I help men and women totally level up their fitness um, with one-to-one personalized all virtual programs that encompass your physical, nutritional, and mental health. That's so awesome. And Larissa, I know that you focus a lot on not only the the fitness part, but the mindset part of what comes along with the fitness journey. And so for this season, we're really talking about self-love and boundaries. And so I want to understand from you um, as a fitness coach, what does self-love mean to you? Yeah, so I think I think it's really important um, to know where your motivation is coming from as it relates to your fitness. Um, so, what like why are you motivated to exercise, and what drives you to exercise, and what drives you participate in any movement? So we all know that there are countless benefits to fis- to fitness and exercise and movement, but I think we should also ask ourselves, why am I exercising in particular? Is it because of all those benefits that we know about? Um, You know, why am I going to the gym? Am I exercising because I want to be stronger? I want to feel stronger. I want to have more energy. I want to challenge myself. Um, Is it because I want to take care of my health, um, physical, mental, nutritional, spiritual, or otherwise? Or is it because, am I exercising because I'm ashamed of my body or like, am I, am I exercising because I hope that having this different body will make me feel whole and worthy. And to me, if if you're operating from like that, the latter, from that place of shame, you're, it, it doesn't feel good to exercise. And it doesn't feel good to go to the gym and mm-hmm. you're a lot less likely to exercise long-term um, because you're looking in the mirror every day and saying, you know, nasty things about yourself. You're going to the gym because you're saying nasty things to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then you come home and you still don't feel 
um, I guess like fulfilled or worthy. Um, so like you're, you're going to be using exercise as a punishment to try to shame yourself into something else. So I think it's, it's so important to operate from like that loving perspective. So I do this by linking personal values to like any movement practice. So that that's like looking at your huge why, um, and, and linking it to something that matters to you internally. So like I'm exercising to build strength. I'm exercising to build my confidence and my ability to do hard things. I'm exercising so that I can keep up with my kids. And it's really helpful to remind yourself of those values. And when a negative thought pops up about your abilities or your appearance, then challenge that thought. Like we don't have to believe that thought and remind yourself that you're strong and capable and go to the gym from that place being your biggest supporter rather than from like that, that shameful place. Yeah. And I know that within the whole industry of fitness, a lot of people that look at it, like there's a lot of comparison that happens. Right. And so this is my own personal experience as well. Like you might have a triggering experience where maybe somebody tells you, hey, like you're really fat or, you know, make some sort of comment. And then like you start following all these people on social media or you start researching like fitness industry and you see everybody sort of look the same. Um, and then you start comparing yourself to them. And there, like you said, is a lot of guilt and shame that's associated with it. And so you go to the gym to whether it's people pleasing tendencies of just like, okay, this person called me fat or everybody thinks I'm fat now. So I want to lose weight um, because of them. Like you're doing it for others, which at least in my experience has been that those goals don't last as long as when you actually attach it to personal values, as you mentioned, because when you do it for yourself, you start to understand that like, okay, I'm doing it for myself, but these things are I'm actually seeing these things come in fruition in my life. Uh, whereas people are going to say what they say, um, irrespective right. of if you lose weight, like that's just the way people are. Right. And we just can't live life working to impress people or get other people's approval. Everyone finds that people find things to pick on can I there would be no end to that absolutely absolutely and so you know um shifting like and kind of staying on the same topic of guilt and shame um how does somebody like that has been on this journey of fitness for a long time they might not understand um how to balance it exactly so like you know when you were kind of watching in terms of like nutrition and like exercising you might be overdoing it because you just see everybody else is doing that how do you balance that and how do you really balance those emotions of guilt and shame yeah um so <clears throat> i used to I, I this whole journey for me started when i did a um well i've always been you know, into fitness, but 
this whole career path really started after I did a boot camp style program that was six weeks long. And the, the first time going through it, um, I saw really good results, but it, but these boot camps are strict programming. Um, I was working out for two hours a day, six days a week. Um, I was weighing and tracking all my food without understanding why. And again, I saw results physically. I could see my abs. I looked toned, but, and, and so I did, I did it a second time, but about halfway through, I was just totally exhausted. Hmm. And if I couldn't, um, finish the workouts that were taking me two hours, I felt guilty. And if I didn't eat exactly what was on the meal plan, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. And if I couldn't sustain it, I felt like there was something wrong with me. And, and, and so that entire program, I guess, just kind of led to like this feeling of these different feelings of guilt, like surrounding working out because what if I can't finish my two hour a day workout and what if I don't want to track all my food today and what if I do eat 100 calories over (laughs) it just promotes this like whole like obsessive feeling of guilt and like trying to constantly like reach something I guess um and I like the the whole reason that I created this program is because I I saw so many women in that Facebook group for that program wondering like why they didn't get the same results as someone else and mm-hmm. and so many people in there were were just comparing themselves and and some people would do two workouts in a day if they missed one. And like, keep in mind, these workouts, literally one workout took me two, like two hours. <laughs> Crazy. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to do two in a day. Like, holy crap. So yeah, every, everyone was comparing themselves. People were, were telling other people, oh, well, you need to stick to the meal plan to a T and did you do everything exactly as, as the coach put it out? And it was just like, I don't know. It was, it was just very strict. Um, and no one realized in there that we didn't have to like be this sudden or strict or overwhelmed or stressed. And we didn't have to feel ashamed because we couldn't do two hours of exercise every day. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just don't think that you have to approach exercise or nutrition like that with this overwhelming feeling of stress. It can be gradual and it can come out of a place of love rather than like, Oh, I like all this stress and, and overwhelm. It can be gradual. It can be okay. What? what's realistic for me to do long-term and sustainably it's for me, it's not going to be working out for two hours, six days a week. What's actually realistic. So I think 
I think that would be a good point to start um, for kind of reducing like the guilt and shame around fitness is starting from where you're at. Start slow. You don't have to, you know, rush into step five and just to like take your time. Like you don't have to change everything at once. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing that happens. And this happened to me a lot with um, a lot of different fitness challenges that I did. Like I used to be so obsessive that I like would starve myself sometimes because that's the way I thought I would lose the weight quicker. And then the guilt would come. And then I was like, F this. And then like, I would binge eat and then that wasn't healthy either. And so it's like, you were just going from un- unhealthy habit of starving yourself to unhealthy habit of binge eating. Um, right. But like, there was just so much guilt and shame around both. And it was, I think a lot of it was the guilt and shame that I had for myself in the, in the sense that I didn't really think that I was either good enough or I didn't have the validation. Um, or I wasn't giving myself the validation that I needed. Like I was constantly like, okay, I want to be like a double zero size. Like that's going to make me feel confident. And, and maybe it would have, but like that energy behind the reason why I was doing it was completely off. Right. And if we have these unrealistic expectations and unrealistic goals, but we think that they are, you know, like the gold standard that we have to reach, then we're going to feel like crap when we don't reach them. But in reality, they're not like, we need to like take it down a few notches. Like we, we don't like, I, I would go on a rant about like the 75 hard because that, that um, program or, or whatever you want to call it, the challenge um, you have to do all these things and if you don't do all of them every day, you have to start over as if the challenge itself is realistic. And it's, I don't think it's realistic, but it's just, if you have this like all or nothing mentality and you have this level way up here that you have to reach or, or else, and if you don't reach it, you're not worthy, then you're, you're just kind of like setting yourself up for disappointment yeah like I mean if you already start a fitness challenge or a journey on fitness where you already feel like you're not good enough or you're not worthy and you're trying to um you're trying to use fitness and nutrition to make you feel worthy at the end Mm -hmm. like you're not going to get there like you're you have to believe first that you are worthy and then believe that the fitness and nutrition plan is the right one for you and it's healthy for you. And then you're going to start feeling like you're going to start feeling like a million bucks then, right? Like that's like, it's not like you do it and then like you get something from it. It's you believe in it already. Then you do something and that thing enhances what you already feel it. Right. It's like it, I, I like that word. It enhances, like it really enhances what you like the worth that you already know you have like it's not like it 
it's not like exercising or like achieving a size zero is going to make you more worthy. And like, I hope that we all know that anyway. Like, like, do we really think that a size zero person is more worthy than the size what like eight or what anything? Like, we don't really think that, but then for some reason, like when it comes to ourselves, we think that once we lose this weight or once we hit this certain body type, we're gonna feel more whole. Yeah, and I think it's this whole this whole notion that we're trying to be perfect, whatever perfect looks like to us, right? And I mean, it could be the flip side too, where, and this happened to me my whole life. Like I was very, very skinny my whole life. Like I had no curves, no meat on my bones. Um, and then obviously I grew up and my metabolism got lower and then I started putting on a lot of weight. And so I remember when I was really skinny, like people would still make comments about me. Like, you're so skinny. You look sick. Like, Mm -hmm. and it was very triggering for me. Like you have no body, like you don't have any curves. Um, and so I was trying to get to like somebody that was a little bit curvy that did like weigh a little bit. Right. And so I would eat and eat and eat and eat, which also was not healthy because then that built a lot of unhealthy habits in terms of nutrition for me that I continued for a long time. And so both sides, I think it's like, you're trying to strive to be whatever perfect is and whatever you think, you know, society is trying to show you perfect is, but you're stepping away from actually loving and accepting yourself the way you are and like outside of your body and really deep down in your soul, like knowing that you are just like pouring love out to everybody else and to yourself. And that has nothing to do with the reflection of your body. And so I think we get so caught up in like, oh, I want to look like this perfect person. And we strive for that. And that perfect person might not be what we're actually striving for. We're actually striving for that love. And we can only give that to ourselves, I feel, irrespective of how we look. Yeah, like we're all already whole and we already have like the, like we already have this whole universe inside of us. We're already whole and abundant and so worthy. And when you know that, and it's true for everyone, like when you know that, then working out isn't and fitness like isn't a punishment it's like okay I'm whole as I am but I want to nurture this body that I'm in and and maybe you have physique goals but they're not linked to your self-worth like I think that you can want to I think that you can have goals and and still be in love with yourself no matter what you look like. Yeah, and being okay with knowing that that all takes its own time, right? Like, I think that's the whole part of this. Like, I remember when COVID hit, I put on like 20, 25 pounds, like in a matter of a few months and I was disgusted. Like I stepped on the scale and I was the heaviest I've ever been my whole life. I was like, F this, I'm losing all 25 pounds in like a month, right? And so I enrolled in like a six week 
um, fitness challenge and similar to yours exercises were like two hour long like yeah exercises like the nutrition was like crazy like it was shred nutrition and so I wasn't eating yeah. like probably like a bowl of vegetables <laughs> and like nothing else I was hungry yeah. all the time so like my mood was completely off I was like angry for most of the day um I lost the weight, which is fantastic, but I felt crappy afterwards. Like, yeah. and I literally just rebounded back and gained the weight again. And because, and yeah. I think I actually gained more weight than like the beginning of COVID because I was so unhappy with the fact that six weeks I like starved myself or did this stupid challenge that um, made me do all these things that I didn't want to. And so I think, I think that's like, I guess what I'm trying to get at with that is like, you know, really defining what healthy means for you is important. And I know you do this with, with your clients, but like coming up with a plan with your fitness coach of like, what is healthy for you? This is the nutrition that we're going to work on. This is the exercise that we're going to work on for your body. Exactly. And, um, here's some of the mindset stuff, but then being okay, that it takes time. Like, okay. Like if you want to lose you know, 10, 15 pounds, or even if you want to gain mass, like it's going to take time. Everybody's body is different. And so if you're following somebody on social media or on YouTube or whatever, their body is different than yours, just because they're on a certain nutrition plan and they're doing like an exercise program and all that, like it might not work for you the same way it works for them. Right. And, and how you were saying about, um, like it takes time. I think we've all almost been like brainwashed to think that we can make these huge changes in six weeks. And in reality, a six-week program is nothing. Like you, it's not healthy to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. (laughs) Like it's, it's not and that's not sustainable so and it's it's like kind of comical that we do things that are not sustainable yes we could lose the weight that quickly and isn't it funny that since we did it in a way that we didn't even like that we gain it all back like (laughs) and like because it's it's not sustainable and it's not enjoyable but if we can find a way to make it enjoyable and sustainable and realize that it's it doesn't have to happen in a month then we can actually keep these habits long term and it really does take it takes a long time and it's not like this journey is ever going to stop like you're never just if if you have these goals and you want to maintain them then it's going to be just you're you're going to have to have fitness just in your lifestyle and it's not like you're going to do the six-week program and then you're never going to work out again Mm -hmm. so the changes and the maintenance of it do take they can take months and years but it's just like enjoying the journey yeah absolutely and I think it's the mindset that I have now is I want to, 
I want to be healthy and I, I love myself. I love my body. And in order for me to maintain a healthy lifestyle for my body, I need to have a certain fitness and nutrition plan. Like that's what makes me feel good. And that's yeah. what's going to make me, um, that's going to help me serve other people. Like if I'm not healthy, I'm not going to be able to help my clients or be there to serve them or do some of the other charity work that I want to do. Right. And so yeah, yeah. I think that's, the shift in the mindset, at least that I've had from like doing these like binge diets and like these very like fad, like fitness challenges that like fall off. Like now it's like, okay, like I want to be healthy. I want to see myself thrive as I get older and I want to take care of my body because that's, that's what holds my soul right now. And so I need to take care of it because I love my body. And so yeah, I think that shift um, at least for me, what it's done is like, it's introduced like healthier, realistic um, goals. And you and I work together. And so I still do the same plan that you gave me. And I think it, like, yeah. the reason why it works is because it's sustainable, like you said. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, keep doing it and not feel super stressed or overwhelmed. Yeah. And not only that, but also. Um, not feel guilty if you eat something, mm -hmm. right? Like, so like, you know, yeah. life is about enjoying and like all of these things are introduced in our life, like, because we should enjoy them, like all of these pleasures, right? And so like, if you have access to enjoying a piece of cake or a cocktail, like you shouldn't hold yourself back if you really want it. Like it's there for you to enjoy, but realize that there's a limit to all of that. Like, what is the boundary that you want to put there? Right. Like there is a balance, but there's also like, there's a balance to, you know, the amount that, that you eat, but then like, yeah, it, I mean, it's life. Like, are you really not going to eat cake or have a cocktail ever? I mean, is that, is that enjoyable to you? And the, I guess maybe for some people, <laughs> I like cake and I like sweets and I like ice cream and I like having a cute cocktail from a cool bar. And, and if I feel, I, I just, I, I'm not going to live life like feeling guilt after enjoying myself. It's, I, I, like having guilt around that and guilt surrounding food and sweets, I guess just sort of lends itself to, you know, the whole restricting and the binging cycle because what you keep restricting from yourself, you're going to keep on wanting. And then at some point you're going to say F this and you might overdo it and you might it's just like a whole it's like a whole mental like tornado <laughs> yeah yeah and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of like we talked about like you like you not really loving yourself in in the way that you want to I'll say it that way and so what I mean by that is like when you love and accept yourself fully in this moment that's everything and anything you want. 
Like you might think that you need X person to love you or so-and-so called you fat and they used to think you're pretty and you need their validation, but you really don't. It's all of that is coming from within. And so like, if that starts from you, then the answers are also going to come from that place. And so if you go to a party and there's like a really like a dessert bar there, let's just say, right. And like, you're stopping yourself from eating that dessert bar, but like you really are feeling called to eat something from the dessert bar. Like you're just stopping yourself from loving yourself in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, I've been thinking about this because there's, I feel like there, there are different kinds of desires, like soul desire, bodily desire. So I think that especially like when it comes to food, if, if we're, if we aren't tuned into that, to like the soul desires and what is really nurturing us, I think that that's when we can become like obsessive or we can overdo it. But I think if we tune in to those soul desires rather than like just having like getting that like sugar rush, then we can be more mindful about everything that we eat. So it's not like, it's not like we're just stuffing ourselves with cupcakes. Like we're enjoying that cupcake and we're really like experiencing it. And that's, I I feel like that is, that's like really enjoying your food. Mm -hmm. Like you're truly experiencing it and being so mindful as you eat. And then I feel like you don't, you don't even feel the need to go to like overdo it necessarily. Exactly. Because you've like, you've really allow yourself. Yeah. You're like really feeling into and allowing it. And I mean, I think that goes with anything in life as well. Right. And so we're non-mindful of what we're doing and so we think it's not enough and so we just keep doing and doing and doing but it's because we aren't mindful in that moment and so um but when you're very mindful like you realize like just a few minutes with like talking to somebody makes you feel better or just you know like just like two seconds of getting up and walking around makes you feel better like you don't need that much time to do something or you don't need too much like indulgence either. Like a small piece of chocolate will do it for you or a glass of wine or something like whatever it is that, that excites you, but because you're very mindful. So like, it feels like you've been doing it for like years and years and years because you're so mindful in that thing. Like uh, my mom recently went um, to nutritionist because she was going through some issues. And one of the things the nutritionist taught her with mindful eating um, was to breathe before she starts eating her food. So like take two minutes or so breathing, like really deep breaths and become very mindful that now you're going to eat your food. And then, you know, as you're eating your food, be very mindful of what you're eating. And like, she literally like feels full eating like half of what she has in her plate. Wow. Because that she's is... so mindful that she's eating all this food that she yeah. feels like, oh my God, that's too much. Yeah. That is and amazing. So, yeah. And so she, when she came to visit me, um, I tried this with her and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm not hungry now. Like, 
I, this is enough for me because I, you're listening to your body too at that moment, right? Like, so you're listening, like your stomach is to maybe telling you that, okay, I'm full now. Don't feed me anymore. Or, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to drink some more water, whatever it may be. Like, whereas if you're like working and eating or like eating on the go or like, you know, driving, getting fast food and eating while you're driving, like right. we're so used to this fast paced life of multitasking and eating while we're multitasking or even working out while we're doing something else, right? That we're not yeah. being full of what we're doing. And so you might not be putting in all of your effort into that one thing because you're not, you're doing three things at once. Yeah, that is, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I've been thinking, I've been thinking that, so I usually, and doing stuff and I'm working or whatever when I eat lunch and just today I was like you know maybe I should not do that like maybe I should relax while I eat or be mindful (laughs) while I eat and like why why can't I just give myself 10 minutes to to be present while I eat and I used to, um, I used to eat until I felt super bloated and I felt almost like sick. And I, I would do this constantly. And I feel like we just don't, for some reason, we, we just don't really listen to our bodies or like, we don't know to listen to our bodies or we're not we're not paying attention, like if we're multitasking. And when I like really pay attention and like while I'm eating dinner, okay, do I, do I want a second plate or do I actually feel satisfied right now? And I usually actually do feel satisfied, but like there is definitely a part of me that's like, I just want more mm-hmm. just because and like I guess that's where like this the self-control comes in and like the trusting that or, or or like listening really listening to and trusting your body and just kind of like experimenting with it so I've been trying to listen to when I'm full and satisfied and if I have a desire to get more after that point, then I wait for a few minutes and just see, you know, do I really feel like this? Or is, is that just like, a, you know, a surface desire of wanting mm-hmm. to taste more stuff? So. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do the same. I used to, um, I used to watch TV when I used to eat, which was a yeah. horrible habit to have um at least for me it was because I was so engrossed in what I was watching that I didn't (laughs) know that what I was eating um consciously and I was like oh I'm hungry again and I would get like yeah or I would get another snack and literally and this is how I gained weight during COVID because I was just watching tv all the time after work um (laughs) so I didn't how much I ate um until I got up and stopped watching. So like one, the unhealthy habit of binge watching stuff. And then two, the unhealthy habit of eating and binge eating while watching stuff. Like, yeah, 
it just it was like a very like cyclical um cyclical thing that happened and it was very toxic because I felt like every time I sat down I would be like okay like I can't sit in silence I need something so I would watch tv um I don't know why I didn't think of like putting on music or something like that never came across my mind but like I was like I need to watch something and eat so I know somebody's like around me and a lot of it had to do when like Ahmed was traveling for work I was I would be by myself and so a lot of it had to do with that like I didn't want to be by myself and eat by myself and so it's very interesting when we become mindful we bring awareness to situations um what it actually teaches us about ourselves and what needs to be healed and what we tell ourselves and how much we you know buy into stories maybe of what other people tell us about we can't be loved or we aren't loved or we can only be loved if we have a partner or whatever it may be right like i think you know the most important part of life is to know and feel comfortable with who you are where you are and being by yourself like alone because if you can't love yourself and you can't appreciate who you are like you can't expect other people to do that of you because you yourself aren't carrying that energy right exactly Oh, so good. So good. Um, So before we wrap up today's episode, Larissa, any last words for our listeners in terms of fitness, nutrition, um, mindset? Um, I guess the last thing would be just to remember that you are whole and worthy and beautiful just as you are. And nothing can diminish your worth not the food you eat, not the exercises you do. You are whole and proceed from there. (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, just so our listeners um, know, how can they find you um, on, are you on social media? What is the best way to get in touch with you? So I'm on Instagram at Larissa Lyons Training. And that's Lions, L-Y-O-N-S. Um, and my website is larissalionstraining.com. Find me there. Awesome. And I'll leave all of Larissa's information in the description where you can find it there. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another guest talking about self-love. And Larissa, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I'm so grateful for you and so grateful that you came on. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste.